Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. Hey, what's up, champions? Welcome to Growth Mode. I'm your host, Donnie Bovine, the CEO and founder of Success Champions. Make sure you guys check out the Badass Business Summit at thebadassbusinesssummit.com, talking about uh, a lot of things to grow, scale, and help you get better in sales. Hanging out with me, as always, is Kevin Snow, the CEO and founder of Time on Target, a sales and automation tactician and... I don't know, maybe he knows a thing or two about, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, Kevin, what are we talking about today? So I really wish today I had the uh, the ring bells from, like, a boxing match or <laughs> MMA, because today we're going to be talking about the science versus the art of sales, and I'm thinking this is going to turn into a throwdown. <laughs> So let's just start off with I'm right, you're wrong. Um, yeah, that's not that, how this works. Get that is not how this works. So so plant your flag. What 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 <laughs> stance are you taking so I can prove you wrong? Well, obviously I'm gonna be much more on the science part, but I am not like hundred percent science is the only way you can do sales. I I totally believe there's uh the the science and the theory and then there's the application piece but i don't think you can do one with the other what one without the other you know but it's much easier to do science without the art than it is to do art without the science so give me a sales guy (laughs) or gal that can fucking sell and put a csr customer service rep behind them and you can't beat that combination Period. Um, this minute you take a Mustang and you slow them down with too much science, you destroy your business. So I think we need to uh, define the science piece because I think we're talking about two separate things. All right. For, for me, actually, what for you, what is the science of selling? 
Science uh, is when you start bringing in a lot of metrics, you start bringing in a lot of technology, you start bringing in the, the tinkering and overthinking of process and systems. The art is the ability to actually go sell. All right, so we are talking about the same thing. The way you were talking before, I'm like, this doesn't make... I don't understand how <laughs> that's a science thing. Um, because, so what but, I'm saying is you take a badass salesperson... And then you put all the science on the customer service rep. Let the salesperson go sell. Let the customer service handle all your tinkering shit. Well, your customer service person should be f- supporting your clients. That's their role. Your, you know, the salesperson should know. If I, if I talk to a salesperson, they can't tell me their closing percentage. They can't tell me how many Why do they need to know to a get... closing percentage? Why do they not need to know that? Because that's... Te- Hey. The, the, the answer is: Am I hitting my quota? Am I hitting my numbers? How many you... clients? How many clients do I need to meet with this week to hit my quota? So I, I had a sales manager. <laughs> I had a sales manager once upon a time hand me a CRM and he said, "You're going to fill this out." I said, "No, I'm not." And he goes, "Yeah, you're going to walk through. You're going to fill out the CRM. You're going to get this all the way going." So for that whole month, I sat and filled out a CRM. My numbers reflected that because I sat filling in a fucking CRM versus out selling. And here's what that sales manager learned quickly. Take me out of the street and it's going to hurt your overall revenue of the company. So you need to be able to get things off my plate as quick as possible so I can go do what I'm good at. So if you're having to take time out of your day to fill out a CRM, you're doing it wrong. And we probably need to talk. <laughs> so, uh, the CRMs today, you can fill out, you know, you literally walk out of the f- sales call, go on your phone, you mark updates, and there you're done. There's no taking you out of the field to fill out a CRM. There's no reason a salesperson isn't going to know, hey, I need to talk to 10 clients this week to make X number of dollars. I need to make X number of phone calls to to fill my calendar. That is all small thinking. You know, that, that That's seriously a small thinking. If, if I ever have to sit there and think about... How many times do I got to talk to a CEO to get a bit? Dude, you put a number in front of me, say, take that hill. I'm just going to go take the fucking hill. You slow me down when I got to start thinking about how many conversations do I got to get into. Because it for me, it, sales isn't a numbers game, right? It's not about the number of repetitions I do. It's about, am I producing results? So just let me go. Only time somebody needs all that stuff is when they're an overthinker, tinker, and they want to Einstein their sales process. So, so you're not, let's say you're a salesperson, you're not producing results. How do you know where to go fix shit if you don't know your numbers? Uh, it's really simple. You have a conversation happening. and you look at that sales rep or you look at yourself and go, okay, what am I saying in these fucking calls? That's not working. How do I adjust? How do I change it? That's the art of it all, right? Yeah, but you need to know where to look. You just can't say, all right, hey, sales guy, you're not selling. What are you saying that's wrong? And, and like, ooh, we're going to f- try and fix this because now you're just guessing. No, you're not. You're looking the right at The whole idea. No, you're not guessing. Yeah, you're looking, you're, you're, you're totally look, guessing. You're looking right at them and if, going, all right, dude, um, you know, where are you going? How are you getting on the phone? Are you calling people? Are you going to events? What are you doing? 
And, you know, it's really simple. Are you getting meetings? And, you know, most times the reason sales manager puts CRMs and systems and, and all this stuff on salespeople is because they're completely underperforming and it's their way to start tracking and getting documentation to release that salesperson. I can promise or you. To fix, or to fix the process nah, and figure out why. Yeah, because you literally started talking science and you changed in the middle of the sentence of 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 trying to not talk about using science you know are you you start asking oh are you getting are you getting meetings you're literally walking through where in the sales process are they having issues to figure it out and that's a science well sure that's exactly what the data that that is exactly what a crm shows you it says hey your closing percentage this point is here at this point it's here oh your issues at this point let's fix that why is it so low no so that 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 is so distracting to a, a a producer. You you do that for people that can't sell. I promise you, you do that for people who can't sell. Underperformers. If, if you're a producer, you're you know if you're a producer, it's not as big of a deal. Yeah, that, that, because that's the, maybe that's you're, the, you're you're doing you're doing tweaks. I maybe mean, that's the entire debate is is do you have a team of producers? Or do you have a shitty manager that doesn't know how to fucking let them run? Or do you have a team that needs to be micromanaged into success? And that's what a CRM does for a lot of people. I'm not saying it's completely unnecessary. I'm, there are some industries that you are, are known to have underperforming salespeople. Financial advisors, CPAs, people who are traditionally in non-salesy thinking roles. Fuck yes, you better be measuring everything with them because that's the only way you can fire them. When you can say, you're not hitting your fucking numbers, get the fuck out. Um, A normal sales team looks like a bell curve, though. True. You're going to have 20% of the team that is you're never going to have to worry about. You could care less about the science behind how they sell because they're just going to hit the numbers. I'm a high C, and that was me. I was always in that 20%. They just said, go sell. I don't care what you fill out. I did it because I wanted to know because that set was how I motivated myself to actually well, and I think do you my just said everything. calls. That's how you're so, motivated. Yep. You're motivated by those numbers of, by, by the CRM. It's a demotivation thing, and it takes me completely out of the selling. Yep. I mean, even for your reps that are just like at quota, and then one month they're at quota, the next month they're under quota, that science though is how they're, you're going to get them to be consistently above quota. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it because for, for, for me, that salesperson's just not going to stick around because if they're not hitting quota on a regular basis, we're going to have some hard conversations, and the conversations are going to be wrapped around what are you doing? Better yet, where are you fucking up? And if a person can't self-evaluate um, and they can't look at themselves and go, you know, I'm just not having the right conversations. And I mean, getting to an appointment, right? Cool. You can coach on that. What's said in the appointment. Cool. You can coach on that. Fucking worrying about how many dials and shit they're making. That's just a nuisance and nitpicky shit. It's irrelevant because, okay, I make a hundred dials. I get an appointment. It takes 10 appointments to get a new deal. That's not a good way to train salespeople. That's a way to say, this is all the things you could be doing better. The way to train a salesperson is say, cool, grab a phone, go. Here's what you could have said better on that call. Here's what you couldn't have said better. A real sales manager is a coach. 
that's going to hold them accountable and teach them how to do better. This is why, if you go back to the last episode, you can't be a business owner and outsource your sales process if you don't know how to fucking sell. It comes down to your job as a sales manager, as a business owner, is to guide your team to success. You've got to know what intrinsically motivates them. You've got to know what intrinsically drives them. And, and if you get them too caught up in the tinkering, the thinking, and all that stuff, you're, you're holding them back. I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think you're holding them back at all. I think it's folk, especially on the manager side, obviously, a sales guy, you, you know, you don't want them sitting in the office looking at their numbers and just doing math all day. But your manager, that's the whole reason that the CRM is there so that they can have visibility into the entirety of the process for their entire team and see where the differences are. On when their, that sales on rep team. leads the company, who gets that information? When those, who, if what? a sales Say rep is terminated from that position or they take a new job, who owns that information in the CRM? Well, the business does. Absolutely. That's the only reason for a CRM. No, that is not the only reason for a CRM. I mean, but it, it, I would tell you that if you have a high need for a CRM for your sales team, then you have the wrong sales team. There is a benefit to being able to track and know what's going on with clients. I like a CRM for that. To know specifically what's happening with clients so we can have conversations, but it's really easy to know if a salesperson is performing or underperforming. And then you go coach specifically to that. The, the idea of tracking how many dials, how many meetings, all that stuff is. Well, and that's not even the science that I like to track. I, that's the easiest, the most readily available information for most people is what they think of as like tracking dials. For me, the science that I like to track and that I always look at when I was working with clients was deep diving into their, process and knowing the closing percentages at different stages because that allowed me to really focus in on all right we need to work on this stage and figure out why this stage is underperforming and why you're losing clients here that becomes transactional sales because if you have to stay in such a stoic process Sales has just become transactional. I don't think it makes it transactional though, because it's looking at how do I how do I fix my I art think the entire so that we don't lose is clients. how you and I are wired. Because logically what you're saying makes sense for you and how you're built. Right? It, it totally how you're wired and how you want to tinker and how you want to see the stages and steps all the way through. My mind will never think in that ability. But you also have to think from a business standpoint. Once, if you have a team and you can increase that stage's conversion by 10%, that is a huge revenue bump for right, a lot of businesses. Right, but I can increase that by 10% by having the right sales reps that are challenged by competition, by are challenged by doing more. So... Going back to our last episode, the ramp-up period for a sales rep is easily 12 to 18 months. 
So is it faster to fix an existing rep and get 10% increased out of your entire team or to send 12 to 18 months getting a new team team member up to speed? Dude, if you've gone 18 months and you're looking at a CRM to fix them, fire that fucker. Well, it shouldn't be an 18-month wait. I mean, but but a CRM's not going to fix a shitty salesperson. I never said the CRM is going to fix the shitty salesperson. The CRM is going to give your manager data on where to look and how, uh, where to start working on them at. A simple conversation will do that. <laughs> no. So it really will. I mean, you can't tell me you can't sit across from a salesperson and go, all right, walk me through it. Where are you at? What's working? Tell, literally, ask them. Walk me through your last sales call. And they'll tell you. They'll walk you through it. And you can tell if they're bullshitting you or not. And you coach to that. Go with them on sales calls. Right? Interact and engage. A CRM is a professional babysitter. Um, and and it's going to be... Give me a group of guys and gals that just want to win. You're still going to have an 80-20 rule. I agree with that. Right? But you're going to have higher performers... Then and you need to get everything off their plate that allows them to go perform. Otherwise, you're slowing them down. So for for this one, you know, guys, you're just gonna have to see. This is just two guys that are wired completely differently um, on this, and and you know, we're we're gonna agree to disagree because I'm right. Um, <laughs> you know. And I will continue to yell at Donnie to fill out our all the time. So we actually have good information all the time, all the time. I, you know, I, I see the value of tracking prospects and knowing specifically who you're going after, and so you can keep up with them. If you're doing volume, yeah, absolutely. Looking into it about you know stage three of the process, I have sixteen percent, or stage four, I have eighteen percent. Get the fuck out of here, right? Uh, that shit would never work for me. For a engineer, well, a a tinker, that shit would probably work very very well. And for your pro- your sales process is not like most business sales processes. You are totally the one called close for sure. But I think Whereas most every sales every sales position I had was technical in nature. You're in a very so technical sale steps. right now. And you're doing one call closes. Riddle me that, Batman. It's not nearly as technical as what <laughs> I was selling before. So, uh, so for guys, I think you, you enjoy this is a healthy debate. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you got to do what works for you. Um, I I want a room full of finesse. I want a roll room full of confident, charismatic people. Um, that can nurture and and go give them the CSRs, give them the team behind them that can do the inside sales and really grow the account so your so your Mustangs can run. If you're on a very tech side of things and you want more of an inside sales type system and setup, bring the CRM and you know tinker, adjust and and go go into their world and understand it better but at the end of the day you got to know you you got to know who your sales team is and you got to work with how they're wired and built make them better by giving them the things they need to run and gun because 
a guy like Kevin, you give him the process, the numbers, the systems, and everything, he's going to excel better. A guy like me, you put me those systems and everything on it, you hold me back. You let me run and gun, and Kevin and I will, will be your top two performers in the companies from two completely different perspectives. So, as always, this was a fun conversation. Um, I'm glad you were proved wrong. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. as always, guys, Still if, right. if you guys got any value out of this, do us a favor and share it with somebody. Subscribe and follow. Um, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. Love you, mean it. See you, bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.